Hi friends! Are you guys planning on going to the G3 conference coming up on September 21st until the 23rd? Well, you guys can get a 30% off when you use our discount code G3OPEL. G3OPEL. You can register now by going on the link here in the description. I can't wait to see you guys there. Welcome to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a podcast dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bucklew. Welcome back, friends, to Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives. I am your host, Arlenis. Thank you for listening or watching to our podcast. It is always a joy to be here with you guys every other Tuesday at 9 a.m., or at whatever time you are uh, listening to this podcast. If you're listening or watching for the first time, welcome and thank you for joining us. I pray that this is an encouragement uh, and a blessing to you. I would love to stay in touch with you guys. Uh, so be sure to follow us on social media and you can do that right after this episode by going on the links here on the description. Friends, I just want to remind you that as of this year, we have opened an online store where you can purchase our merchandise, which has been designed with our logos, uh, some of our favorite quotes and Bible verses that we have mentioned on this podcast. Uh, this is one of the ways that you can be supporting our podcast, or you can also go to our Patreon account and subscribe to make month monthly donations. That's another option. But you can also be supporting our podcast by sharing with your friends and family and also by praying for us. All right. And on that note, I would like to introduce our guest for today. We have our dear brother, Virgil Walker, joining us. He is a pastor and executive director of operations for G3 Ministries. But you might know him as the co-host of the Just Thinking podcast. I know one of your favorite podcasts, probably. <laughs> I know it's one of my favorites, too. All right, and here is my conversation with Virgil. All right, friends, I am here with my brother, Virgil Walker. Virgil, thank you so, so much for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, it's it's a joy to be with you. I've, I, I've told you this. I've been trying to get on for a long time. I, I, will, I will know that I've made it once I've been on your podcast, so I'm excited <laughs> to be with you. You're so sweet. Thank you so much, brother. I, I mean, I was just telling you before we started recording that I've been meaning to have you and Daryl both on the podcast. Obviously, you know, you're not here in LA, so it wouldn't work for us to coordinate like having an in-person interview, which I normally love to do because, you know, we, after we finish recording, then we have some fellowship over food, Dominican food, like we were just talking about. <laughs> so it's awesome, but, but I'm so grateful that you are able to join me um, via Zoom. So it's Absolutely. a joy to have the podcast, brother. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Glad, glad to be with you. Looking forward to our conversation. You know, it's amazing because I have mentioned before that the Just Thinking podcast is one of my favorite podcasts oh, and wow. it's. It's just a blessing to, you know, how the Lord has connected me with you and uh, Daryl and uh, just becoming friends with Daryl and Melissa. They have been such a great blessing to me. And uh, just the content that you guys bring into your podcast of things that, I, you know, you don't really hear that much, like, you know, being addressed, uh, especially from 2020. I, I believe that's when I found you guys podcast. And I don't think I I was hearing uh you know that uh biblical worldview in anywhere anywhere else and the way that you guys bring it into your podcast and so i would just be recommending people during that time like you should listen to this podcast like this yeah. is going to be very helpful for you to think through yeah. all the things that you're struggling with during this time you know so what a blessing praise yeah the Lord. It, it, it was it was about 2020 i think when 
when things exploded for us. I mean, we had started the podcast December 17. And so it was crazy because all the issues that that kind of exploded on the scene in May of 2020 with the George Floyd uh, issues, Daryl and I had already been discussing and talking about. Um, we, we had already framed up our, our worldview and how we, you know, we framed up our worldview uh, and, and it was for, for, for the most part, it wasn't simply, oh, here's an idea about a biblical worldview. For us, it was our lives. I mean, it was a part of what we had been living, you know, the entire time before here, here I ever met one another. And so, you know, we just understood, we now had, we now had definitions uh, and categories based upon scripture for how we had already identified and lived. Um, and then when 2020 exploded, truth be told, you know, Daryl didn't even want to talk about it anymore. We were already you know, by that point, so tired of talking about matters of ethnicity and, you know, what, what the culture calls race that we, we really didn't want to engage in the subject matter. But uh, I, I, you know, through arm twisting and, um, and prayer on, on Daryl's part, uh, you know, we decided to, to jump into the topic. And like you said, I think folks like yourself who were searching for answers as we watched the whole world kind of, you know, go up in, a fl in flames during the course of that summer, uh, you know, they were looking for answers and they, and they found us. And so I think, I think while, while things were, were growing for us and doing well with the podcast, um, that, that, you know, the George Floyd uh, issue really, really ignited uh, a lot of what took place. And then I think followed by uh, not, you know, not uh, long thereafter COVID and people staying inside uh, and, and, and looking to podcasts as, as did many podcasts got popularized during that time frame. Uh, ours did as well. So it, it, it's a, it's been a blessing to see how God's used it. Yeah. And that was actually one of my first episodes that I listened from you guys, uh, because I remember during that time, even within our church, though, our pastor from the pulpit was addressing a lot of, you know, the issues for our church and people who were live streaming during that time, because they didn't have a church. Right. Um, there were people that I knew and friends of friends who, you know, some of them, I think they were blacks and they were having a hard time, you know, during that time. And I remember hearing how even Pastor John, got, you know, sat down with a lot of those people personally. And at the end of the day, many of them, they just ended up leaving the church because, yep. they, you know, um, I think it, it was too much of a trouble, like everything that was happening and for them, it wasn't enough. Yes. to have that biblical perspective, you know, and in, in the right. way that it's being addressed. But yep. yeah, I, you know, we will get more into the whole thing of your podcast and, and what you guys are doing at this time. But as I do with all my guests, you know, I like to go back all the way to your childhood and just talk about your upbringing, your family, uh, where you're raised in a believing home. So yeah, let us know where you were raised, you know, and just take it from there. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, I am the son, firstborn son of Mary and Clarence Walker, Clarence and Mary Walker. Uh, my mom and dad, um, they uh, grew uh, grew up in upstate New York. Uh, probably people don't, a lot of people may not know that. Uh, oh. Utica, Utica, New York. And so uh, most people, when they hear New York, they think, you know, New York City. This is not New York City. That's uh, why they think when I say that I'm from there, too. I'm, I live in my family. It's in Long Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And upstate upstate New York is more like farmland. It's like, like more more kind of country more than more than you realize. But that's uh, just part of the north. And so beautiful part of the country. I uh, lived there for uh, most most of my days until about I want to say about middle school, <laughs> latter part of middle school. Um, we, my family, uh, uprooted and moved jobs were difficult. This was the mid eighties, uh, my, my early eighties, rather, uh, right, right around the time of, of Reagan. You probably weren't even born then, were you? 
Uh, they probably, yeah, I would have been in Dominican Republic because I grew up there, <laughs> but probably I wasn't even born. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we were there. My family, my dad uh, uh, went to uh, Oklahoma uh, where we uh, were, uh, his, his parents, my grandparents were, found a job. And then over the course of, of, uh, of about, about six months, would, would move our family into that part of the country. And so I uh, lived in Oklahoma, grew up there, went to uh, latter part of middle school, all of high school, graduated uh, there uh, in, in uh, Oklahoma. In fact, uh, fun fact, uh, Phil Johnson uh, and I, Phil Johnson, who's the uh, director of, uh, for, uh, for Grace to You, uh, for uh, the teaching minister, Dr. John MacArthur, uh, he, he and I graduated from the same high school. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I went to Nathan Hale High School there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He graduated, you know, much, much earlier than I did. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, uh, we graduated from the same same high school. So so that high school can claim claim Phil and myself as to, to, to fame as well. So uh, that's uh, that, that's a fun fact there. But loved loved Tulsa, loved growing up there. Uh, went to college uh, out at a school called Harding University. It was actually a Church of Christ college. I uh, didn't know anything about pre uh, about uh, baptismal regeneration. They didn't really teach that at the school, uh, so that's not kind of how I, I I understood things. But did come to faith uh, there in a in a Church of Christ uh, initially. Uh, my my friend who uh, a high school buddy that I that uh, we went through high school together. Uh, just walked me through just kind of his journey of faith. We were best friends. He would go away for a summer and come back uh, very serious about his faith, uh, very serious about, about you know, what he believed and why he believed. And this was kind of my first interaction with apologetics because he would come to school with his Bible in his hand. And I, I had no idea, like, what are you doing, man? You're, you're like, like, we're trying to be cool. You got your Bible with you, you know? We're trying to talk to girls and now they're, you know, running away because you got, <laughs> you got your Bible in your hand. And so, uh, you know, he didn't care. He, he brought his Bible. He was serious about faith. And over the course of some time, he really discipled me and just taught me what, you know, what, what, what the gospel meant. Uh, I understood with clarity that I was a sinner uh, who was in, in need of a savior uh, and, and that salvation was by faith through grace in Christ. Uh, and, and so I, I understood all of that. And uh, as a result, would, would uh, repent of my sin uh, in, in 1986 would repent of my sin and place my full faith in Jesus Christ. And so uh, from that point on, uh, I, I was pretty serious about, about my faith. Um, like I said, went to, went to a, a church of Christ college, didn't know any, any different or better, but, but didn't, didn't hold to, to any of the ideas around baptismal regeneration. Would leave there, uh, come home mainly because I could not afford to finish. Uh, three years there was all that, that, that money allowed. I came home and then tried to figure out my roots. I had pretty eclectic roots. Uh, for me, church and my parents thought I was absolutely crazy going to this predominantly white Church of Christ college, right? So I come back home and uh, I'm trying to figure out, you know, my faith and what that means and all of those things. Uh, and for me at the time, and again, this is probably before your time, uh, Mal the Malcolm X movie was out. Like uh, all the guys were wearing these X hats and X and it was all about Malcolm X. And so um, it was... Um, uh, movie, the movie, movie that, that was out. Uh, I was trying to figure out my identity and all of that. And, uh, as a result, started attending a predominantly black church. My parents raised us Kojic church of God in Christ, largest black Pentecostal denomination, uh, in, in the country. And so I thought the best thing for me to do, uh, in an effort to identify with my black roots, uh, would be to go to this black church. 
And so was there at a church called uh, Higher Dimensions Evangelistic Center. Uh, anything that's called Higher Dimensions, I mean, I, you know, I don't even know if you could label it a church, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's where I was. The pastor there was a man by the name of Carlton Pearson. Uh, for those who don't know, Carlton Pearson was involved uh, in kind of a, he was, he was kind of a, a, a Baptocostal, kind of Pentecostal, Baptist, Church of God in Christ. He had a lot of eclectic roots. Uh, the church was, was, was amazing. It was a, it was a, I think the auditorium probably seated a couple thousand people. Wow. And um, it, it was, you know, we, we had a hundred piece choir. The church was rocking, sis. It was, it was rocking. Um, he, they had, they had a conference there, uh, there called Azusa. Again, it's a throwback to the early time of the, of the, you know, of, of Pentecostal or rather the Pentecostal movement uh, with uh, coming to, uh, America there in the in the early 19 you know 19 aughts 1903 1904 um and so that 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 conference had about 30 40,000 people at it so here I was in this very pentecostal church you know black pentecostal experience thinking you know this was the way to go and really at the same time uh walking through a process of understanding God's still dealing with my heart which is why I truly believe that that I'm thankful for the regenerative work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Because while I had all these ideas about trying to have my identity related to the sound of the music or, or the people I was worshiping with, God by his spirit was just pulling at my heartstrings going, you know, this, something's not right. This is not right. Uh, uh, Carlton Pearson would eventually become an, an apostate. There's a movie that's out about him on Netflix right now called Come Sunday. Uh, if anybody, you could go now and download it and watch it. That was that his whole uh, experience that you see in that movie of, of apostatizing, uh, separating himself from people like Oral Roberts and others, uh, and not for good reasons, but for but for bad reasons. Uh, I, I lived that out. I, I could tell you all the players in the movie. I was there with those people. I mean, I know their real names uh, and and uh, and and have access to some of those people uh, even to this day. But uh, would eventually leave there uh, and and move to Oklahoma City. Uh, I met my bride. I met Tamika, my wife, uh, there at the at the church at Higher Dimensions. She was a student at Old Roberts University. Uh, when I say all those things, it's a reminder of how far God has brought me from uh, the, the the chaos of of those days. Um, we would eventually move uh, as husband and wife to Oklahoma City. Uh, we found us a a church that, that was a step away from. Uh, all of that. It was a Southern Baptist church. My thought was, here's the crazy part. You know, we'll we'll do all the speaking in tongues at home, uh, and we'll 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 go to this we'll go to this Southern Baptist church and kind of you know they don't really know about the move of the Spirit and all of that. And so we'll kind of you know we'll 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 help them out. You know, we'll bring some we'll bring some of the Spirit with us to their church. And yeah, you know, that's that's the goofiness that we had going on uh, in in our minds, but. Uh, I would be there at that church uh, for a total of about uh, of about 12 years. Uh, and during the course of that time, uh, God would would deal with my heart on a number of different issues, really, uh, really just just sanctifying my heart and life uh, as a as a father first, uh, as a husband, uh, primarily. And uh, uh, and then as a, just a follower of Christ, understanding what apologetics were, being exposed to that. Um, understanding uh, how to rightly divide the word of truth. I had an interview uh, recently with my dear friend, Justin Peters. Um, a, a lot of his ministry and work was, was 
was instrumental in helping me, uh, you know, un unwind all of the false doctrine that my wife and I had been taught for, you know, for, for a decade of our lives. Um, but we did that and, and again, would get a hold of uh, What is Reformed Theology by R.C. Sproul. Uh, and once I cracked that book open and understood, you know, Reformed Theology and, and, uh, uh, and had a right view of, of God's sovereign work in salvation, my, my life was totally transformed. Uh, for me, I would almost, I would almost, I mean, I, it's difficult to say it this way, but I, I don't think anyone is clear about what I mean, uh, unless I say it this way, which is, is almost like another born again experience. Uh, as you come into, you know, the doctrines of grace and understanding what God did in salvation and, and, uh, and, and, and how, you know, how, how we're to live a life uh, that's conformed to the image of his son in every facet of life, not just uh, you know, and in, in, in on what happens on Sunday morning, but but what that means for me as a husband and as a father, uh, and and you know, as a brother in Christ, as as a as a believer who's who has an obligation and a responsibility uh, to proclaim the gospel. You know, so I was I was out doing abortion ministry, street evangelism, all kinds of stuff uh, as a result, and all of that was not no no, no it wasn't due to some great thing in me. Uh, it was due to just the, the passion that I have and the love that I had for what God had done uh, for me through Christ Jesus. Yeah, amen. Wow. And so I just want to go back a little bit. Um, during those times that you are going to this churches and everything, what about your parents? Like, are they going to church? Like, what's yeah. their end? Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, my parents were very, you know, they had watched this this transition for me. Um, and they, they had maintained kind of their charismatic um, Pentecostal roots. Uh, they thought I was insane when I said, I want to tell them I was going to this, you know, predominantly white church, you know, Church of Christ. And they had, you know, they were happy that that it seemed to, you know, in their mind that, that I was following a path that 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 was honoring God. Uh, but I think they also thought, you know, they, they were hopeful for the day when when, when I would see that, that their way was was better. Um, I would come home from from you know from my school and tell them that you know tongues wasn't for today and that you know I, I mean all kinds of stuff and they would just look at me like I was insane and and uh, you know kind of pat me on the head and, and send me running along and uh, they have maintained uh, their 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 walk in in that space and so they they've stayed in, uh, in in more charismatic circles. However, uh, through the course of the time that that I've had a chance to talk with my mom particularly. Uh, and and my dad and and you know share with them different ideas. I think they see some of the flaws of of the name it claim it prosperity doctrine, uh, but I, I I doubt that they'll ever remove themselves completely uh, from those those circles and 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 those you know th those pastors. So I continue to share what I do. I think they're they're proud of me and proud of what I'm doing. And and uh, you know they 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 have an appreciation for what I'm doing. They they don't fully understand it. Like. You know, to 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 tell them, you know that that uh, that, that I got uh, a call from uh, from from Grace to You or from Dr. John MacArthur for for Daryl and I to do a podcast, a live podcast episode at a Truth Matters conference. They that that wouldn't that wouldn't resonate with them. Now, if I'd have said if I'd have said, you know, TD Jakes called and he wanted me to like, they would be like, oh my, you know, why, you know that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they would be impressed by that, but not so much, you know, John MacArthur or Paul Washer or Steve, you know, th these are men who I get, you know, I get a chance based upon the G3 conference to interact with regularly and work with and men who, who I've admired for, for more than a decade. 
uh, who know me by name and I interact with them, my parents would not like that wouldn't they, they just, oh okay you know it would be not a big deal <laughs> okay well that's cool okay, well, that's good yeah that's, that's good <laughs> so and are you the only child or you have any other siblings great, great question i uh I, I have a younger brother uh i had a younger brother he has since passed yeah. uh, i passed away uh gosh i'm trying to remember how many years ago it's been it's been at least it's been about six years ago now that my brother passed away. He was 18 months younger uh, than me, and uh, he, uh, he he died due to complications to uh, to, uh, to AIDS. And so um, he struggled all of our lives uh, with issues of sexuality uh, and and the like, and and was estranged from our family for quite some time. Though we both grew up uh, in the same home in a very serious about about Christian faith home uh, though the doctrine was crazy my, my mom and dad were both uh, very serious about about their faith um, we both grew up in the same home he just chose a very different path uh, the only the only comfort that I had I did his funeral uh, the only comfort that I had uh, in 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 hearing the news was that he was uh, he, he was trying to make his way back home and that uh, that he had he had toward the end had had recommitted his life in uh, faith to Christ. So I'm hopeful uh, based upon the testimony of some who are very, very close to him uh, at the point of his of his death, uh, hopeful to see him uh, again. So that there's a hope that, that, that I have there. Wow. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. what, a, what a sweet blessing, right? Because yes. I think that's like one of um, the things that are like heavyweight in our hearts when you know, I have families that are not believers. And that's right. one of the things that I'm always, you know, praying to the Lord for or like their salvation that they will leave the Catholic church and, yep. you know, commit themselves to Christ. And yeah, I mean, definitely it's one of the things that, again, we have to continue to be faithful uh, to yep. pray for them, but also that when the opportunity is given to us, that we will be sharing the gospel with them. Yes. And so that's, that's our goal, right? Absolutely. Uh, there, how would you describe yourself before salvation? How would you describe Virgil Walker before Christ? Uh, Oh wow, <laughs> that was a long time ago, sis. I'm trying to. I'm, uh, I would. I would say. Um, Definitely. I mean, I, I know. I know it's, it's cliche to say lost, uh, but 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 I would say that in uh, in this way, I, very uh, gregarious, very friendly, very. Uh, I was one of those kids in high school because I, I got my my conversion happened at, during during the days of, of of high school, where I think there are two times in your lives or two periods in your life right at right at the tail end of high school and definitely if you get to go to college where you're trying to figure out how you identify who 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 who's my group who's my crew, and uh, you know I you know I, I've always been one I love to dress I love to look you know look good and have myself put together. So in, in my day, that, that was termed preppy, right? We were we were preppy, right? So so I was always identified with 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 the preppy kids, uh, with the kids who kind of dressed up and kind of were nerdy. I, you know, you know, uh, if if you can imagine, uh, I don't know if you you remember the 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 character Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. From uh, you remember 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 Carlton would would do yes. the dance. Yes, <laughs> I loved his character. Okay. Yes. Okay. That 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 was that was pretty much me. That was that was me. <laughs> Probably still is me, yeah, but I, that was. Did you yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much that was pretty much me in in high school. Uh, the crazy part about that is I I identified with with every group, so I could find my way with the 
with the cool kids and still kind of kick it and be accepted. I could find myself with, you know, with the kids who were the stoners and, and I would, I would never indulge in that, but they thought, you know, Hey, he, he's cool. He can kick it with us. And so I was one of those guys who was kind of a chameleon in that wherever I went, I found, you know, a kind of a home. The problem for me was if you slowed me down to ask me uh, uh, who I was, uh, I'd have a difficult time identifying that person. Uh, I was, I usually identified myself on the basis of who I was with. Um, and, 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 and finally it would be when, when I came to a saving knowledge of Christ that, that I, I recognized my identity in him, um, first that I was a sinner and, and, and then two by, you know, by, by grace through faith in Christ alone, that, uh, that, that I, that I, I, I had a need for salvation. And, and here's the crazy part about that. Once I got anchored in that, uh, it was difficult to, 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 to push me in a different direction. I only got duped by that when the Malcolm X stuff came around because I, I didn't have sound biblical doctrine informing me. Uh, and so because of that, that, that low view that I had of, of scripture, and I wouldn't even say it was a low view of scripture. It was just a lack of knowledge of what scripture had to say about my identity in Christ uh, that I was, that I found myself susceptible to trying to figure out this identity based upon skin color or culture uh, rather than upon Christ. Yeah. And I know that you uh, touched a little bit about your life after Christ, like, you know, when you come to saving faith, but can you uh, share more about like, what are some of the changes that you begin to, you begin to see in your life because yeah. there isn't before and after Christ. Yeah, absolutely. There has absolutely. to be the fruit of salvation. So absolutely. what are the changes that you yeah, see? For, yeah. For me, it was just a, a, an, an insatiable hunger for the word. I mean, just insatiable hunger for the word, an insatiable hunger for understanding who God is um, and, and, and how I can grow in my walk with him. Um, I mean, just in, in, insatiable. You could not get enough, uh, you know, still to, 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 to in many ways uh, as God, you know, has me on a, on a trajectory studying specific things, understanding specific ideas or growing in my knowledge in an area just uh, and just an insatiable hunger to to learn more about the word and and for me biggest change even 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 uh, in the work of God in my life as a believer understanding the difference between a, a, a cultural um, connection to worship uh, a, a black experience to worship to understanding that I could actually worship God with my mind uh, as 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 my as I grew in my understanding of who He is. Uh, and that that would be that would inform any kind of emotional expression rather than the emotion having to be worked up in order to feel close to God, empty and devoid of any context, uh, you know, just emotionalism for the sake of emotionalism uh, and believing that that was somehow connecting me to God. Now, my I, I could be, first of all, informed about who God was through his word. Uh, and then as a result. Uh, have an expression of that. You know, you you mentioned early on uh, being being uh, fr from the D Dominican Republic. I mean, we're 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 emotional people, right? We we're fiery, we're fiery people. Yes, you know? we are. And so, uh, passionate uh, about everything. Absolutely, right. That that's just a part of us innately, and so uh, uh, that's kind of how we're wired. That's based upon culture. A lot of it's informed. A lot of that, and I get that. But but uh, this was the opportunity for me for my mind to be renewed. And for that emotion now that I had culturally and naturally uh, to, to, to take flight, to be ignited in a brand new way. So that's, that's kind of how things transformed for me uh, as a believer.
And I want to go back to when you said that you met your your wife. So how do you meet your wife? Right. Tell me the love story. How does okay. that happen for you guys? You know, yeah. dating, engagement, yep. getting yep. married. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a, it. That, that part's an, that part's interesting. I wish she were here to help help tell the story, because I'm, I'm going to tell it. She's going to watch this and be like, you, "Yeah, she, she's going to watch it." And be like, you didn't you didn't tell you didn't tell that right. You didn't tell that right. Um, no, we uh, we met at church. We met at Higher Dimensions uh, at, at this at this crazy church uh, and uh, kind of a Pentecostal expression, if you can imagine it. Um, she was. We were. The beauty of our relationship was that uh, we were friends. I remember uh, catching. Her eye, uh, her catching my eye. She she was sitting in front of me with a with some people that she she had come in with, and she was just loving the Lord, un, un, just just unabashedly, unashamedly worshiping God, and and I, I was just drawn to that, drawn to her. Uh, we would strike up a friendship uh, that lasted for a year. The crazy part was she carried the beauty of 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 my wife. Her name is Tamika. The beauty of 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 her was she carried her. She she was very she was friendly with everyone, knew everybody. Um, but she carried herself in such a way uh, that you never, you didn't approach her uh, in a in a in an un, in an ungodly way. You didn't, uh, you know, you you weren't a guy that was trying. You're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try to, you know, I mean, guys, you know, they kind of got their their slick side. They're okay. I'm gonna be slick with this. You know, maybe get the side hug at first and then try to, you know, try to do something slick. You couldn't. She 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 carried herself in such a God honoring, feminine, beautiful. Uh, way that you you knew that if you approached her, she was a brilliant, smart woman. Uh, I initially sought her out just for counsel, uh, issues that I was walking through, challenges that I was having, ideas that 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 I wanted to that that I wanted to you know uh, take on. I would seek her out. She was very wise, very knowledgeable about scripture. So our relationship really started from that standpoint, and we were friends, and 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 I and I'd say very good friends for about a year and, and about a year in, I was like, man, you know, my, I, I had, I had made the decision. Here's the crazy part. I was, I would be dating, but I, I had enough thought about it to say, if, if I dated a girl for six months uh, and it didn't work out uh, in an effort to clear my head spiritually, emotionally uh, uh, and, and otherwise from her, I would take twice as much time just to being alone with the Lord. Uh, and so here I had, had dated six months uh, had this girl and I didn't work out. Uh, Tamika and I were friends, and it was during the six month the six months I said, "Man, I, I'm really like I'm getting a chance to objectively watch her, watch her walk, watch her interactions with friends, all of that." But I had made this commitment that it was going to be. I'd made this commitment to the Lord. It's going to be twice as long. So I, I waited for a whole year, uh, and so it was at the end of that year that I said, "Okay, my year's up, and I've had a chance to just watch." this woman and and her walk and her life and uh i'm definitely going to begin pursuing her as a as as a mate and so uh started that out and and uh i would she needs to be there to tell you the steps that i stumbled uh in this process right because here here we were for a year getting to know one another being friends with one another uh, i had a hat during this six month period window if uh, if I wanted to go out with a group uh, or or even or even one young lady and and kind of uh, get to know her better, I never went out one on one alone. Uh, I would take three or four ladies after church and say, "Hey, let's all go." And you know, I'll I'll pick up the tab and and uh, let's go have ice cream or let's go have whatever. Uh, and so that's kind of how how I did it, just in in groups. Um, and so uh, I remember it was it was Valentine's. This was when I was going to make this was this was when I was going to make my move, sis. You got to check me out right here, right? 
So it was Valentine's Day. Uh, and, and I had developed a really great relationship with about four or five young ladies, all of it completely platonic, God honoring, all of that. We were just friends. I, do, I also knew that none of them were, were dating anyone. Uh, and again, Valentine's Day, you know, you're either happy because you got someone or very sad because you don't. Uh, so I stopped by the store and picked up a bunch of flowers and, and, and brought them to church on that Sunday. And so uh, I decided, and it, they were, I, I want to say they were like yellow, whatever the friend color is, right? <laughs> well, I didn't even know there is a friend color. I had no oh, yeah, right. <laughs> So it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like red, it was like yellow or something like that, right? So I brought it and I brought flowers to all of those ladies. Now, if, you, if Tamika were to tell this story, she would say that was probably the first time where she was like, wait a minute, this guy, this Virgil guy, you know, he's, he's all right, you know? And so while, while that, that wasn't necessarily my intention, uh, I was happy that it worked out in my favor. Uh, and so from that, point, from that point on, we started dating uh, and uh, we dated for a year. Uh, we were engaged for a year and then we got married. So what year was this? What year did you guys Gosh, get married? This, this was, uh, this was December of 96, December of 96. Okay. Wow. So that's 25. Yep. So almost 26 years. Right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Look at you with those roses. I guess they, they really worked out and it, wor it worked out in my favor, sis. It worked out. <laughs> Well, guys, those guys. Hey, fellas, fellas. Valentine's Day is well. I don't know. This is gonna be posted probably. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say it had, it had to be. They had to. They had to capitalize on it early, right? They had to go this Sunday, show up at church, you know, do their thing. So yeah. Yeah. By the time they listen to this, is probably after Valentine's Day. But for next year. Next year, you got a plan. You got a plan. Plan a year ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So. I know that you uh, you were uh, also pastoring a church in Omaha, right? So, so tell me then. Okay, so you guys get married, and you had started going. You said that you had started going to a biblical church, like a better church, right? Yep. So, tell me, how do you end up uh, at that church in Omaha, and how do you, you know, why do you become a pastor? Like, yeah, great, great pastor. question. Yeah. I was a, uh, I was in pharmaceutical sales. I met met my wife, got married. We were in Oklahoma City. I was doing well. I was working for a pharmaceutical company, um, and uh, Pfizer pharmaceutical company. That's a bad word now, given the given the uh, uh, the, the the vaccines and all, right? But uh, uh, I used to work for them in their in their heyday uh, when they were doing great, had phenomenal products. I could tell you all kinds of stories about that, but I won't I won't waste your time there. Needless to say, I was I I, I did very well uh, in that arena. Was a very good salesman. Uh, and uh, was very, very successful, went up the ranks very quickly, uh, uh, began looking to become a manager. Uh, and uh, the Pfizer at that time, uh, you know, they had, they had kind of diversified, were doing some things differently. Uh, and a, another company approached me, a Japanese-based company approached me and said, hey, we, would, we love what you're doing. They were actually the competition in the area where I was selling in, in, uh, in, in Oklahoma City. So I was doing well there. Uh, they they saw what I was doing. They thought the best way to to take out the competition was to hire them and and, and put them in another location. So uh, they made me an offer that I could not refuse. Uh, moved me to Omaha, Nebraska, and allowed me to be a manager. So I was now managing um, uh, representatives throughout three states: uh, Iowa, 
uh, Nebraska, and then and then South Dakota. So I had I had representatives now that that I was providing oversight for. We had you know big budgets and things like that that we had to do. Uh, I was traveling a lot, um, a, a ton. I was traveling three weeks out of four. Uh, I was gone, and uh, it took a big heavy toll on on my family. We were involved there at the at the Southern Baptist Church, but I was hit and miss because I was traveling uh, so much. Uh, I really had had begun to be burdened about that travel, and uh, and like I said, it began to take a toll on my on my family. Uh, long story short, uh, Tamika and I just really uh, had had a, it was a, really a strain in in our marriage. Uh, uh, we we had three children at this time. Um, by the time we moved to Omaha. Um, and my thought was, I'll, I'll go, I'll go conquer and slay the dragons. I'll come back home and and bring everything. But the reality was, when I came back home, because of uh, the money that I was making and the responsibilities that I had when I was home, I wasn't home. Um, and so uh, she she had a talk with me and just said, Hey, listen, you have you have a mistress, right? And and that mistress is work. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some space and some time. I'm gonna take the kids and we're gonna we're gonna you know take a a, a brief pause. And allow you to go figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to how how we're going to make things work. And so that was a very sobering time uh, in my life. Uh, brief period, thank God. Uh, but but it, it was no more than than, than a month that I I, I only here, here's the thing, sis. I only look slow. I'm not slow. Uh, I, I I get messages very quickly uh, once they're delivered. Uh, and my thought was, if I want to have my family, I've got to figure out how to do this job differently. So I went to my employer and asked for a, a demotion uh, to as manager over three states uh, to just give me uh, my city and, uh, and, a, and a number of doctors. Uh, I was training reps to do what I was now being what I was now asking for the company to do uh, so I could do this job in my sleep. Uh, I, and, you know, if I needed to make a big bonus check, I can just, hey, here's what I need to go do make a bonus check, come home. Uh, what this allowed me to do was it allowed me, A, to first of all, prioritize my family. Uh, and then it, it allowed me to really think through what God had in store for me next. Um, and, and for me, I had always felt a, a call, a tug to ministry. Um, but because of the background that I had with the prosperity gospel and the like, I thought as a provider, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push the envelope on that and take care of everything. I'm going I'm to ignore that other stuff. Uh, and the more and more I thought and prayed, the more and more I thought, I'm going to take these bonus checks that I'm getting uh, from this, this company, and I'm going to put them toward uh, theological education. And so I enrolled myself at uh, Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and had started taking classes and coursework uh, while, while just learning about what it meant to, uh, to take care of my family. At this time, I'm, I'm reading R.C. Sproul's. I'm reading you know, uh, a, a lot of Bodhi Bakum, particularly about, about, uh, about shepherding my, my family, family-driven faith, uh, family shepherds, learning what that looks like to have, uh, to, to, to catechize my kids, what it looks like to be uh, a husband who, who, who has family worship with his family. So all of this is going on. And now I, you got to recognize I'm in a Southern Baptist church where none of this is being um, is, is being demonstrated. I'm having to, to learn, figure out, and grow in this all, all on my own. But as I do and, and begin to grow in it, I think the, the leaders at the church began to see a massive change. Out of that, I'm doing street evangelism and street ministry, uh, asking them uh, to, to provide oversight for me as, as elders, um, even though they, they, they didn't have that role or title. I'm, I'm, I'm really calling them to that. Uh, and uh, and, and as, as that's happening and, and I'm growing, I'm trying to figure out kind of what 
what next steps are, they approached me about a position at the church. The discipleship pastor there at the church, the uh, Westside Church, as a church of about, uh, gosh, um, about 2,500 people uh, on three different campuses. Uh, They had asked me about coming on staff and being a discipleship pastor. And uh, initially I told them no. And, And that was for two reasons. One is I, I I didn't think they could afford me uh, because <laughs> huh. very expensive guy. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I had to. I was make. I was still making pharmaceutical sales money and bonuses and free. You know, the car that I had. I me, mean, I was doing very well financially, uh, and I knew that if I were to come on staff, I would take an, a, a financial hit. They, it wasn't like Creflo Dollar called and said, "Come be a part of the." You know, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there were no jets in my future. I knew I knew all of that was out of the out of the question. <laughs> so so um, I, I I talked about it, prayed about it with my wife, and told her I said, listen, financially it's gonna it's gonna be a stretch for us. And and the, the beauty of, of it, sis, was that you know she she said to me, you know, I've been waiting for the day. I've been praying for the day that you would you would walk in the call that God has for your life and whatever that means for us as a family. Uh, we're submitted to that. And, and, uh, man, I, I, I could tell you, I, I just, I broke down and just, just sobbed. I mean, I just, I could not believe, you know, that, that this was where God finally had me. So, uh, I would eventually leave, uh, the, uh, pharmaceutical industry and go on staff and take a substantial pay cut, uh, and, uh, and come on staff and work at, uh, at, at, uh, at Westside church. Loved it. Those people were amazing. Uh, they, I, I have nothing but wonderful things to say about the pastor who gave me that first opportunity. Uh, he, he got, he, he allowed me to come on staff knowing that I was a five point Calvinist, uh, knowing that I was serious about reform theology. I made no bones about that. I was all, I was, I was very clear about that in social media. Um, at the same time, I understood that he was not, and that this was a very traditionalist Southern Baptist church. Uh, and I had to respect that and uh, and and uh, allow that to be the the direction that that they took. So uh, I did that uh, to the best of my ability. And we I was involved in providing oversight for life groups. Uh, so I had applied a lot of what I had learned, uh, you know, in the in, in the arena for managing teams and and and, and leading teams, d- doing that in the uh, in the space where I was there at the church. Uh, we went from about 34, 35, what they call them life groups, discipleship groups, Sunday school groups, some call them, to over 100 of these groups uh, during the time that, that I was there. And so I felt really good about what God was doing, how he was using me. And at that time, I was coming to the G3 conference. This is about 2007, uh, 2017. Uh, the church uh, had encouraged me uh, to, uh, to 2017, yeah, 2017, 2018. The church had encouraged me uh, to to attend uh, to gather as much knowledge information as I could uh, and to come back and utilize it uh, as a, as a discipleship pastor. So that was kind of how I I begun connecting with things at G three. So how long uh, were you the pastor of the church? Uh, I was the I was the discipleship pastor and associate pastor for six years there. Six years. All right. So tell me then, uh, why do you transition out of this place? Like yeah. why do you, um, yeah, decide to leave this place then? Yeah, yeah, great question. I, uh, I, I, in 2017, uh, December 2017, 
uh, Daryl and I start the Just Thinking podcast. Um, and it was doing really well. We enjoyed what we were doing there. Uh, I think the more and more that me, sorry, let me actually stop you because then if this is going to lead me to that, let's actually jump to that. How, why do you guys start a podcast? Tell me the story. I've heard it from Dwayne's side. Now Mm -hmm. I want to hear it from you. And eventually I hope to hear it from Daryl's side. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, what I, I had, you guys have about this? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here's, I, I, I'll tie the two together from, from what, from Westside. I loved what I was doing at Westside. Uh, they gave me total autonomy. I was, I was teaching, I was leading groups. I was connecting with young people. I, I loved everything that I was doing there. Uh, I had no plans on leaving. I had, I thought that I was working on my MDiv. I really thought that I would eventually at some point uh, either they would they would plant a church and allow me to be the lead pastor, or uh, I would find uh, another Southern Baptist church that leaned reformed, or you know, so I, that's really where I thought uh, I was going. Uh, what what derailed that was was Daryl Harrison and Just Thinking podcast. Um, Dwayne calls me on the phone and says to me, "Hey, I just did this interview with this guy named Daryl Bernard Harrison, and." Uh, you know, you guys think a lot alike on stuff like you, you guys, you know, he said, I don't run into many you know, guys like you that that are thinking theologically in the same lanes that you are on these issues. Da, 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 da. And I said, OK, cool. I said, well, send me his, uh, you know, s- send me the interview and I'll listen to it. So before the interview actually dropped, uh, Dwayne sent it to me. Um, and uh, Dwayne was the executive producer of our of our podcast. Uh, uh, he, he runs the bar the bar uh, uh, podcast network, which you're a part of. I'm a part of, and Just Thinking is a part of. And and so he sent it to me. I listened to it, and I thought, Wow, that's interesting, man. This guy, yeah, we we've got some very a lot of similarities, um, uh, in, in how we think. So I uh, I went back and started reading some of what uh, uh, Daryl had been writing, and it was really thought provoking. I thought, man. I don't, I'm not a great writer, but if I were, I would, I would definitely, this is exactly how I would say things. And, um, and so uh, I, I reached out to, to Dwayne and said, Hey, do you think, cause I listened to the interview and Dwayne has a very formatted approach to how he, um, how he does the podcast. And there were, th- there were questions that I wanted to ask that he didn't. So I asked him, I didn't have a podcast at the time. Dwayne did. So I said, would you mind letting me get on your podcast and uh, and, and hosting an, a show, an episode where Daryl and I get a chance to talk with one another. And and if you, you know, Dwayne, he's that guy, whatever help you need, like, he's like, bro, take my, what do you, you need my coat? Let me give you, yep. let, me give you my shirt, let me give you my shirt as well. You need my this, you know, That's he's right. that guy. Yeah. So, so uh, I said, okay, so I got on with Daryl and um, we just, we just hit it off. There was a, there was a natural and, and almost immediate chemistry. Uh, I felt like I was talking to a, a, a long lost brother, you know, and, and uh, we just, it, it, we ended up talking. So it was, it was so fluid, so natural, uh, uh, genuine, genuine curiosity on my part, uh, genuine kind of response on his. Uh, and so we, we really enjoyed what was supposed to be a 35, 40 minute conversation went over, you know, over an hour and some odd. So that was kind of the you first of now, right. And you made yeah, it right. now. So we we uh we had that conversation and it went really really well, and I remember at the end of the conversation I told Daryl I said listen, you know I'm I'm at this SBC church, uh, I'm not trying to create waves, uh, but I love what you're doing and I know that you're you know blatantly reformed and and very 
comfortable with that. And not that I'm uncomfortable. I just want to be respectful of where I work. But man, I would love, I've got a background in radio. Uh, I've done some urban, urban talk radio in the past. And I would love to come alongside you uh, and help get your, amplify your voice uh, and get you out there. And uh, I think what you say is important uh, and more people need to hear it. And this could be a platform to help serve that purpose. And uh, he basically said, no, thanks, but no thanks. You know, he basically. <laughs> he said no to a lot of things and look what the Lord bring him. Yeah, yeah. So he he eventually, uh, with, with that would that would change, but it wasn't with, with, without a lot of thought and prayer on his part. And, and uh, I just told him I, I'd come alongside and be, you know, co-host to his to his lead host type deal. And, uh, you know, I, in my mind, I had a formula, kind of a 60-40 formula of 60% of his voice with 40% of mine, just providing more of the more of the gut punch uh, type of the uh, type of hits and more of the more than maybe the preaching over the top of of a lot of the of, of a lot of the, uh, the theological education and the robust you know impact that, that he had. And so uh, we just started uh, December is not the best time to start a podcast. And so um, but we did and, and it worked. And uh, by yeah, by the by, say that again. What year did you guys start? Uh, of 17. Yep. December 17. So by 18, um, it, it had already started growing. And by the end of that time frame, uh, we had uh, Josh Bice. I'd run into Josh Bice at a uh, at a the Southern Baptist Convention. We were talking about different things. That was a, the year that uh, uh, that Resolution 9 came down the pike and, and all of that stuff was going on. And uh, Josh Bice and I were talking uh by by 19, we had gotten asked to, and, and in fact, it was 19 when that happened, in 2019. I said 18, it was actually 19. By 2019, the podcast had gotten so popular, Josh had said, listen, we would love for you guys in 2020 to come and be, uh, to, to come to uh, to G3 uh, and do a live podcast at the at the conference. And we said, oh man, we we were honored, humbled. Um, you know, we said, absolutely. Yes. Well, it was going to be in January, 2020. And then what, what the crazy part is, is Daryl moves to California, uh, and is hired by the ministry of Dr. John MacArthur, GTY. And, uh, we get the call from there to come to a live podcast in October of 2019. So while G3 had asked, asked us to come first, uh, the actual date of the first Truth Matters conference was actually earlier. So, in 2019, uh, that October, Daryl and I would come. I think it was. I think it was actually August. I think it was August uh, of, that, of that time frame. I had to go back and look at the dates. Uh, I would come there to Southern California, and we did a live podcast. Now, here's the crazy part: Daryl and I had been doing this thing since 2017, and had never seen one another face to face until 2019 when we were actually there in, in California. So um, that was the first opportunity we had to do a, a live a, a version of, uh, of the podcast there and uh, loved it, loved what we were doing. Um, what would follow shortly thereafter would be, uh, we would come out to G3, do the same thing. And from that point on uh, began the talks with uh, Josh Bice for me uh, to consider, initially the talks were not come for a job. Uh, initially, the talks were, hey, I, we love you and Daryl and what you guys do, and we're, we're creating more content for G3. Would you be interested in um, writing 
for uh, a, a blog that we're that we're put producing. And and I I said absolutely, man. I'd be honored. I'd love to. Um, so we did that. And and then Josh at the end of the conversation, Josh said, by the way, you know what what are you going to be doing in, in the next five years? And so uh, this was this was this was about the. May, uh, April, May timeframe, COVID had just hit, things had just shut down. Um, uh, you know, we, we had just kind of stopped all, all everything and, and we were trying to figure things out. Um, I had gotten, here's the crazy part, something people don't know. I had gotten an offer from Phil Johnson to consider coming out to GTY uh, out in California and coming to work alongside Daryl. So I had both of those opportunities that were that were uh, uh, going on at the same time. Uh, neither knew about the other, uh, and I didn't and I didn't play one against the other. I just you know uh, uh, at the time um, Grace Community Church was dealing with all of the issues from the government, the governor of the state, and and the, and that whole thing. So while things had started, the conversation had started earlier at GTY. Phil called me and said, hey, we are, you know, with what's going on right now in California, it is crazy. And we've got to deal with the governor. He said, here's what I want you to know. I haven't forgotten you. We definitely want you, but I need you to just to sit tight while we handle this stuff. And like I said before, I, I was very happy where I was at this church. Like I wasn't, I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't trying to be on anybody's radar screen. And so I was like, no, I'm, I was so humbled that a ministry that I had followed for over a decade that had been responsible for so much in my life, theologically, educationally, uh, training-wise, helping my family, that somebody from that ministry saw something that I did and said, hey, what you're doing is a value, and we would love for you to bring those talents to what we're doing. Like, who, who, who gets that opportunity? So for me, if nothing ever happened, like if they said, hey, it didn't work out, I was I was fine. Like I was I was so honored that that Phil would even say that to me like that was I, I was it was good. So move fast forward to October of that of that of, of 2020. And by that time, uh, Josh had had said, listen, we think we have a role for you. Uh, it is as the executive director of operations for G3 ministry. Uh, we are separating the ministry. We're gonna have a content producing ministry and a conference uh, uh, aspect of the ministry. We want you to run the conferences. So all of our national conferences, you'll be the guy in charge of providing oversight for all of that. Uh, all of our regional conferences in the off years, uh, all of our workshops for, uh, for uh, expositional uh, training, uh, for preaching, uh, all of our worship workshops, uh, we do British Reformation tours. We do tours around the around the world. You'll be responsible for providing oversight for all of that, uh, and you'll be speaking into the the content aspect. So you know, with podcasts and writing and things like that, you'll be offering different things. But uh, we're going to hire someone else to do that. And so um, he made me an offer I could not refuse. So by November of that year uh, of 2020, I had a lot. I had a big decision to make. Uh, probably one of the toughest decisions that I had to make. Uh, Josh, to his credit, told me, he said, if you see yourself as a pastor, he said, I want you to turn down this job. <laughs> he said, if you, if you, if your heartbeat right now is, uh, it, it says in your heart, I want to go be, he said, because there's nothing, there's not a job more important uh, in the world 
than than being being a pastor somewhere. So if you see yourself in that role, do not do not. But but he said if you see anything else for yourself, then then take take a, a advantage of this. Well, here's the thing: I had already been a in business. Uh, had managed. I'd actually worked in this. I didn't share this as a part of my story. I worked. Uh, I was in the military. Uh, knew a lot about structure and setting up, you know, organizing groups and 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 the like. I had worked at the Pentagon. Uh, I was a, a num- one of the number one recruiters in the nation uh, at one point in time. And so all of those skill sets, along with having, I have my MBA, uh, Master's of Business Administration. So I have all of this on kind of the business side of, of, of my, you know, education, training, and background that fit well with this new role. And in addition, I had some of the pastoral uh, being a photo, uh, you know, bona fides, uh, as well as uh, some theological education that, that I that I had had gotten knocked out and was still uh, pursuing. So it was just a perfect fit, I felt, to go in this direction. Uh, and so my wife and I decided that this was the move. We had three children. They are all grown up. Uh, I've got a uh, our twenty four year old uh, who uh, my daughter. Her name is Princess. Uh, she lives. She she's still there in uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, my uh, my son, who's twenty two, uh, oldest son, who's twenty two, who's in Nebraska. His name is Princeton. And then our youngest son, Price. He was that was the only one that was still with us as we made this transition. He was graduating from high school, and to his credit. Uh, he made this move during his senior year in high school. Uh, difficult, difficult transition. Uh, but man, God blessed him in that and, and uh, really took care of him. In fact, we, truth be told, we, we saw tremendous benefit uh, in, in the change, in the transition of him coming here. A lot of, lot of maturing, uh, a lot of just adulting that took place uh, during that time. And so it was a, it was a really good transition. And, and since then, I've, I've been here. It was difficult to say goodbye to my family there in Omaha, uh, and uh, and I consider them family, and still have the have the joy of going there. And here's the beauty of of the transition, is you know I, th- that whole group though though they they would not call themselves Calvinists by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, there's some anti-Calvinists there at the church. Uh, uh, they they love me, uh, and and they they uh, you know they 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 cheer me on. Uh, as they watch how God is is using uh, my life and and the ministry that that I'm a part of, uh, they they I'll get a text or a or an inbox message or or something on a on a Facebook post where where they're cheering me on. They're excited and and my my goal in all of this is first of all to to, to honor God uh, and to fulfill my role here. But 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 anyone who's ever been attached to me, you know, I, I want them to be proud that they uh, that that they uh, you know that they've helped. Uh, in any way, and that they supported me along the way. So, and how long have you been uh, the executive director there at G three? I've been it's it's uh, two years. I've been here. So it was uh, I got hired on uh, December of twenty twenty. So really a year, almost two years. Not not quite. Little you know, December twenty one. Yeah, two years. December twenty one would be one year. December twenty two would be two years. So going into uh, year three. Yeah. And now if you could just share a little bit of, I mean, d- just the podcast uh, podcast itself has become this amazing ministry that the Lord has been using. But within the podcast, the Lord has opened so many other doors for more ministry. Yeah. So can you share about all those different ministries of the Lord, you know, ministry opportunities that the Lord has given you guys, like yeah. writing two books. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know if you guys already are on the works for other ones. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's been, that's been incredible. Uh, it's been an incredible journey. I'll tell you the fun part about it has been, um, you know, having, having, having a brother alongside you, like I can, I can celebrate him. He celebrates me. You know, I, I know there are things that I wouldn't have the opportunity to do apart from him. Uh, he feels that there are opportunities that he wouldn't have apart from me. So it's a, it's a, that part is a, is a real joy in that. Um, just the opportunities that, that we've been, been given, uh, A, I think primarily is just, we've been speaking around the country. You know, it's been crazy. Uh, the number of opportunities that we've had as a result of, of, from people hearing the podcast, getting to know us and asking us to, for the last two years, it's been, it's actually been nonstop. And, and it's only now, I think that we're trying uh, we're purposing not to do as much speaking. It's not that the requests aren't coming. Uh, it's that we're really trying to balance all of our responsibilities uh, in, in ministry and in family life uh, with with where it's strategic and responsible uh, to be in, in those spaces. And so cutting back from you know doing 18 to 20 talks a year uh, to trying to scale back to do five to 10 you know, and, and, uh, and kind of take it, take it at, at, at that kind of a pace. Um, the books that you mentioned, uh, uh, Founders Press picked us up initially. Uh, and we have, uh, we have a, we have a three book deal with them. We've done just thinking about the state, which I'm, I'm trying to record an audio version of that book. And so I'm working on that uh, to get back to them while they're working on book two, uh, which is just thinking about ethnicity. We hope to have, we have uh, meetings this week uh, about the timeline for that. And then uh, 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 just thinking about the church. So that's the three book deal, just thinking about the state, just thinking about ethnicity, which will be out sometime. We're hopeful that, that that'll be out this year. And then just thinking about the church. In addition, G3 Press here uh, has has picked up uh, uh, Why Are You Afraid? Uh, and so uh, that, that's been great. Uh, that's been a, a, a great resource for, for churches and for folks uh, to study as a, as a resource, as everything we see in culture uh, is really aimed at, at sparking fear in us, whether it's a fear about issues of ethnicity and race uh, uh, or, or issues about, about COVID or uh, sickness or disease. Uh, we're really in an environment right now where, where, where government is, is trying to, to push forward this idea of safism. Right, safeism. That 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 the only thing that that government has a responsibility to do is to keep us safe, and that's not at all their their responsibility in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that 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 will be garnered by God. God is sovereign in all of those things, and uh, he he is the he is the protector of of our souls. And so, with that said, we 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 put that that book out. It's been a a, a tremendous resource for for a number of people. We've got other projects in the works. I've got some ideas that I've been. Uh, been been working on uh, regarding some of the subject matter that I've been writing about, which uh, has been issues uh, of of the civil rights movement and the like. Been blogging uh, for that. Daryl's been blogging. Uh, we we've uh, we've done a number of, of interviews on radio and on in television and, and and the like. So that's all been fun. Um, so between that, the writing, the, the other thing is upstairs uh, in this very building. I'm in I'm in G3 offices now upstairs in this very building. Uh, there's a co-branded studio uh, upstairs, not only for G3, but also for Just Thinking. Uh, so I'm anxiously awaiting Daryl to come here uh, back to his home state of Georgia uh, so that we can jump into the to the studio and do some recording uh, as well. I've, I'm up there three, two, three days a week uh, recording content for G3 uh, and look forward to when Daryl gets in town and we can we can put uh, Just Thinking uh, in, a, in a video format. So those are just a, just a number of the things. I think the only thing that 
for me, solo uh, outside of, of Daryl and I doing it together, uh, speaking opportunities, of course, but but also uh, the opportunity that, that I that I have to uh, to be on the uh, on, on fearless uh, with Jason Whitlock. Uh, and so that was a, a, an opportunity that came primarily out of writing. So here's the crazy part. I'd been, I, you know, Daryl is more the writer, didn't want to do anything in a, uh, in a kind of an auditory way and, uh, and, 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 and get on the microphone in front of people. Uh, I'm the opposite. I prefer to be uh, in front of a camera on a mic and not write so well. But because of my, uh, you know, being around him and, and learning uh, and with other great writers, uh, definitely uh, Scott Annual here, who's the uh, executive vice president and uh, editor-in-chief uh, of G3, uh, getting around some just some great writers have really sharpened uh, my toolkit and, and my ability to write well. Uh, and so there was a blog article that I wrote for G3 uh, about, uh, it was called Letter to Black, A Letter to Black Pastors. Uh, and it was as the decision, uh, the Roe v. Wade decision kind of, kind of uh, got overturned and we had the Dobbs decision come forward, uh, Black pastors here in this area uh, of, of, of Atlanta, which there are many Black churches, um, I, I began noticing how many of them were promoting a pro-choice position. Uh, so as a result, I wanted to address that from the platform that God's given me here uh, and wrote a letter to Black pastors. Uh, well, Jason Whitlock saw the article uh, liked the article and uh, asked me to come on to have a conversation with him about it. Uh, and when I did, we hit it off as well, just uh, just chemistry wise. And then he called me later and said, hey, would love for you uh, to, to consider coming on on weekly, weekly uh, uh, on a weekly basis uh, and uh, and provide commentary either for an article that you've written or for subject matter that we'll cover uh, on the show. And so uh, having talked with uh, with Josh and, and with others here, Feel, you know, they felt like that, that would be a that would be a great opportunity. Uh, and so while it, it, it usually it takes longer to set up than it actually does to record the show. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's more, more like a half hour to 45 minutes to set it all up. And, and maybe the segment is seven to 10 minutes long. Uh, and so uh, usually on Wednesdays, uh, I'm usually on. It's not every week, uh, but it's it's most weeks. And so that's a that's a unique opportunity there to work with uh, Jason Whitlock on Fearless. And I think I saw something on social media about a film, o Uncle Tom or something yeah. like that, right? So yeah. is that something that you and Daryl are both in or was it just you? Yeah, Un Uncle Tom 2 was a was an opportunity both Daryl and I had the chance to to, to be a part of. Uh, pr we provide a lot of content uh, for that. Uncle Tom 1 was more of a, a, a movie that was uh, more aimed at identifying uh, blacks who were socially conservative, uh, who were who were uh, you know from a standpoint of government and by by conservatism is is what I mean more of your Candace Owens uh, of the world kind of kind of deal. So the first one dealt with that. The second one really dealt with uh, it, it initially was to to look at kind of the theological quote unquote Uncle Toms right those who have come off of the black church plantation if you will and have carved out a niche in a different space and place based not not primarily on ethnicity but primarily on on, on their convictions about the sufficiency of scripture. Uh, so you had that kind of taking place and then it began to morph into this whole project of identifying, going back historically and identifying how Marxism had really infected all of black culture. Uh, and, and, it, and, and so Daryl and I were, were in a unique position. Uh, we were actually with Bodie at the time. Bodie was in Florida uh, when, they were, when a film crew was following him. Uh, and then when one of the guys uh, who were a part of the film crew recognized Daryl and me and then re realized we were part of Just Thinking, asked us, hey, would you guys mind if we capture some content with both of you? 
And so both of us gave them, at, you know, at least an hour or more's worth of uh, of content, and then they uh, they structured the uh, the movie in the way that we did. So we were uh, we were we were a part of that as well. Yep. Do you know where people can uh, watch this film? Yeah. Well, right now you can get you can go on YouTube and rent it. Uh, you can go on Amazon Prime and get it. There's a number of different places. You can go to UncleTom2.com or no UncleTom.com uh, and and, uh, and and get it there as well. Love those guys that that produced it. Enjoyed uh, our time with them and still have conversation. I'm more. I'm I'm such a relationship guy. Like if we've if I've worked with you in the past, like I want to you know if you've got something, I want to talk to you and. Uh, with the hope of trying to help in some kind of way, shape, or form, and so we stay in in contact with with the guys there, and uh, it's it's an absolute joy to be a part of that. Amazing, and well, uh, I know this episode will definitely be out before G three conference, but this year you guys are getting ready for uh, the G three conference, yeah. and I, as I mentioned to you when I invited you also on the podcast, obviously uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about it's about this year's conference. So can you tell us what? The topic is for this year, who, who are some of the speakers that you guys are going to have? And yeah, and any fun details about what? Yeah, yeah. Them. Listen, this this conference is going to be unlike any of the other ones that preceded it. I mean, it's it's going to be amazing. It, it's 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 a biennial conference. It's an every other year conference. That's why I keep telling people this doesn't happen every year. So you need to mark your calendars and be there. September 21st through the 23rd right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it's the, it's, uh, the conference is on the doctrine of God's sovereignty. Uh, it's on the doctrine of God's sovereignty. As we look at and examine culture, we're noticing two, two things that are happening. One is, uh, is an outright attack from the world on the sovereignty of God. And we see that uh, in everything from the transgender agenda, uh, the gender tra uh, confusion that's out there, the the idea that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man, and, and, and that there's this, this, this idea of gender fluidity, all of that is an attack on God's sovereignty in that God has made them male and female. He's created husband and wife. Uh, he's decided who we are based upon how he's made us in his image and likeness. And so the, the idea that we could we could subvert that uh, and, and, and think about, well, how do I feel today? And based upon how I feel, that's how I'll decide I'm going to live my life or operate uh, in the world today uh, is, is an absolute direct on, uh, uh, onward assault. To, toward the sovereignty of God. The other, uh, the other way uh, that we we witness an attack is within uh, within the church, uh, and that usually comes in the form of a an issue that 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 attacks the sufficiency of Scripture. Um, scripture isn't sufficient, so I need CRT uh, to answer these issues. Scripture isn't sufficient, uh, so I need gender uh, uh, theory or some other idea, or need to be sensitive to those who uh, who, who promote the LGBTQIA two plus agenda. Um, I need to be, I, I need to be, I need to watch my tone. And so all of those things are plays that are an attack on scriptural sufficiency. So as we looked at those things and, and thought about what we want to talk about, we're bringing speakers, the absolute best of the best as we do at the G3 conference uh, and, and having them come and talk about every facet of God's sovereign rule and reign in, in the world, right? Uh, whether it's on issues of creation, where we've got we've got Ken Ham coming uh, to talk about God's sovereignty in the area of created order, uh, whether it's uh, in in the area of of culture, where we will have Dr. Vodi Bakum speaking very effectively on every aspect of, of of culture and how God is sovereign over specific areas of culture, whether it's uh, a, a Dr. Stephen Lawson 
uh, a, a Paul Washer, uh, you, you name it, they're, they're, they're coming. We've got uh, Mike Riccardi. Uh, we, we've got, uh, I mean, just the, we've got, I think at this point, we're, we're somewhere in the neighborhood of about 15 speakers. I, I know our, our, our brother Owen, Owen Strand will be there. It, it's, it, it is a star-studded event. It is the best of the best. Here's the crazy part. Right now, we're sitting at 15 speakers. I know Dow will be there. I will be there. Dr. Josh, uh, Dr. Josh Bice will be there. Uh, Scott Annual will be there. We've got 15 speakers now. And guess what? We're not even getting, I mean, we're barely getting started. Like by the time we, by the time we close in on, uh, on the conference, we'll, I, 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 there's not a doubt in my mind, we'll be at about 30 speakers. Uh, and, and these will absolutely be the best of the best, all in one space, all in one place, uh, really providing just, uh, just a, a rich, uh, uh, just a, a, a rich bouquet, if you will, of, of, of solid biblical information that you won't want to miss, that you want to take with you. Here's the thing. That's just one facet. Like, in addition to that, since I'm working on one of the largest uh, exhibit halls ever, like one of the largest exhibit halls ever right now, and uh, it's it, you, every ministry that uh, that needs to be uh, uh, noted, uh, thought about, uh, marked will be in that exhibit hall. You'll want to be a part of that. We're working on, in addition to that, for moms who are homeschoolers, uh, we're working on an educational component for homeschool education. It will be one of the largest areas for homeschool education uh, for you to come to. Uh, in addition to that, for for fam this is not a pastor's conference. It's for everybody. So we've got we'll have an area marked out for the kids. We'll have rock walls. We'll have We'll have a play area. We've got, I, I, I've got to call the guy for, for the blow up balloon stuff. I've, I've got just everything that you can think of for, for families uh, that will be available. We've got things for, for married folk. We've got things for, we've got, uh, we've got uh, uh, ladies. Uh, we've, I know of a number of inv invitations to some of the ladies who are going to be coming as speakers. So a number of different things. In addition, uh, uh, I'm working on, on what I call the after party, right? Uh, I've got some plans that I know make uh, make my, uh, the president Josh Bice a little nervous, but I've got some plans. <laughs> I've got some big this year. <laughs> I've got we're going big. We're going big. I've I've got plans for those who are between the ages of eighteen and twenty five after hours. We've got some incredible things slated for that. Uh, I, 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 there's stuff there's stuff that I'm planning that I can't even unveil yet. It, it is that big. So yeah. I, I know I've, I've not gone on and on about that, but there's just so much to it that I don't want people to miss. They will, if they are not here at this one, they will, they will really go back uh, thinking about why they, why they missed it. Long story short, you can go to uh, g3min.org, g, the number three, min.org uh, and register. And, and you got, you got a code, don't you, sis? Don't you got a code? I was just about to jump in and say it, but you just said it. <laughs> Yeah, so if you uh, use our discount code G3OPEL, G3OPEL, and I've been putting the link here on the description uh, of the podcast, so you can just follow the link here on the description and use the uh, discount code and you can get 30% off. Yep. Yeah, you know what? I was actually surprised because you sent us an email like with the podcast who have purchased anything. I, I literally took a screenshot. I honestly didn't think that any of my listeners will be like, probably going or using our discount code and 32 of you guys used it so i'm so happy yep. to see that <laughs> yep. yeah yep. so yeah so uh, g3 obel that's our discount code and i actually went for the first time in 2021 
and it was a blast. I mean, it was such a fun experience. I mean, I felt like, like I said, it was like a piece of heaven in just one place with so many brothers and sisters. I got to, I think that's when I got to meet you for the first time in person. Dwayne, the same situation with you and Daryl. I mean, Dwayne and I had been in contact through social media, phone calls and everything. And then when we see each other, it's like, oh, but we know each other. But I'm like, man, no, this is my first time seeing you in person. (laughs) This is crazy. So it was just, it was amazing. Andrea and I, my friend Andrea, who normally helps me with uh, sound and all the details on the podcast, she went with me, my husband, was supposed to go but wasn't able to go because of work uh so but it was just amazing just meeting so many of you I met uh Marcy also my thankful homemaker whom I love uh and I know that she's going to be there this year as well so it was just such a blessing and the you you guys had James Coates Pastor James Coates and Coates will be coming yep and that was just another blessing too with everything that had just happened to them you know I mean, it was just, it was a blast. And so many people from Grace Community Church was there. And I was like, Andrea, look around. I feel like I'm a Grace right now. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. pastors down here and yep. people from Grace. So uh, what a blessing. Yeah, so you guys do not want to miss this. This is so much fun. And just the teaching. You guys did a live uh, podcast recording also for the yep. Just Thinking. That was amazing too, uh, just to be able to see you guys live recording. Uh, it was so much fun. It was so awesome. So yeah, so yeah. you guys don't want to miss the G3 conference this year. Yeah, it was great to great to meet you for the first time there. I remember I, me- I remember meeting you, how excited you were, not just to meet me, but e- just everybody, like everybody that every time you turn around, you, you these are people that it's it's kind of weird because you have, you kind of have, and I, I don't know any other way to say it, but to say it this way, you have these 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 pastors who you've watched forever and you're like, oh my gosh, there's Phil Johnson, there's this person, there's that person, right? So you have those guys, but there's also a whole nother level, you know, oh, there's James White. You're like, oh, because James White will be there. There'll be others who will yes. be there. But there's a whole nother level of, of folks like yourself, content creators, uh, social media influencers, who you've watched from afar for a long time. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was me the whole week that I was there. I think we got there before the conference. So we I met Chris Huff, which I love him. And I had him actually last year when he came for Shepherd's Conference. So I had him yeah. on the podcast. And I met him for the first time because we had, you know, been in touch through social media as well. And so I got to meet him last year. And we were setting up the booth for you guys uh, for the Just Think and then the Bart Network, which is like right next to it. And it was so much fun just like yeah. meeting all the guys even behind the scenes. I mean, I met yeah. Jacob as well, which I know that he... Is he still doing the? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jacob's our legal guy. Yep. He does all of our legal work. But I mean, he's a lawyer, but he 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 rolls up his sleeves and and puts you know puts books together for us. It puts up a set sets up a a booth for us. You know, he doesn't care. He's just yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, there. It was just amazing. Such an amazing experience, and even like having lunch with them. Like there, we I think we went one night. Andrea and I with them to have dinner it was just like a, a wonderful time of fellowship like you said even after you're done with the conference it doesn't end there like you're yeah. exhausted by the end of the day but you just want to continue the fellowship and that's what we did you know we will go out for for lunch with them and I'm hoping and praying that I can uh go this year so uh I hope to to see you guys there but we're still talking about that <laughs> yeah well let listen if you need help you let me know we, we, after after this podcast we'll chat it up I'll get you squared away yes brother thank you so much <laughs>
So actually, I I had a question in regards to, you know, I mean, you guys have had so many ministries opportunity, the Just Thinking podcast, the way that the Lord has blessed his ministry. What has been one of the most rewarding things of doing this podcast for you? Um, I think I think for me, just hearing people say, you know, that 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 how how God used the podcast to inform them on a, on a subject that they were maybe confused about or wanted to understand better or, you know, you know, it, it's stories like going to a, an event and having a, a you know, a, a mom or a grandmother come up to us and say, you know, listen, as all as, as I, as I watch total chaos take place within culture, you know, you guys were kind of the voices that helped, helped me understand from a biblical perspective that I wasn't going crazy. Like I, I wasn't, like I wasn't the lone, I wasn't alone in this, that, that there were other men who loved God, loved his word, and who could articulate what scripture had said about these issues that were confusing to me. Um, a lot of that comes through the issues around social justice, CRT, and, and, you know, Black Lives Matter, but also we have, we have guys who we've, we've done, we've done a, a, a episode on, on, on pornography, uh, we've done an episode. We've done episodes on uh, on on assurance of salvation. We've done episodes. I mean, so there's theological issues and other ground that we've covered where people have said, "Man, that was incredibly helpful." Like the 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 one that about about worry about you know about a, a biblical a biblical view toward fear and anxiety. And so folks have said those those kinds of things have helped us. So that's that's been probably the most rewarding. Uh, piece of all of it for me, but but to be honest with you, sis, I every I, there's not a day that I don't wake up, uh, given the nature of the work that I get to do, and I know you feel the same way about where about where you work. Um, that that I'm not blown away. Like how did how did God allow this, you know, this kid uh, from from the middle of nowhere uh, to land in this space and to be able to work uh, in in an environment where. Uh, everything that we do uh, is, is 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 something we're hopeful uh, honors God uh, and is a is a blessing to uh, to other believers in the body of Christ and uh, to work with a with with the men that I do with Josh Bice, uh with Scott Annual with Laramie Minga uh, even even down to uh, to to our assistants a, a young young lady uh, that should be upset that that I name her uh, but but Karis uh, she, who works with us as well it's it's a blessing to to uh, to to work here. Uh, to come to work here. I'm actually in the, it's, it's Saturday, right? I'm in the offices today. Uh, primarily one, I wanted to do this interview, but two, I've got some other things that I wanted to to, to, to button up and and uh, before uh, the, the, the rest of the week hits and had a, had a couple of hours. And so uh, I, I love it. I love what I do. I'm, I'm blown away that God allows me to do it and I'm grateful. So yeah, and I even see, I have seen pictures of you guys when you, whenever you've uh, been to, I don't know, you spoke somewhere or, or a conference or anything like that, and some kids that they have been listening to your podcast and come up there, you know, they come with their parents. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is amazing. This is what we need because we know all the trash, basically, that they're teaching these kids at, in school and to be able to be schooled through your guys, you know, yeah. and, and with that biblical worldview. What an amazing, you know, I mean, I admire parents that they're doing that, that they are actually taking the time to make sure that they invest in the lives of their kids. Yes. And that this is how you view the world. And it's through the lens of the Bible. Absolutely. 
Uh, so that 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 kind of stuff is is mind blowing, and you know, fr- from from that kind of stuff to the they're, they're, they bring their kids and they show up, and the kids are in. You know, a young young boy has a bow tie on. You know, and so he knows he knows kind of what kind of what we what we do on that that end, and then is and the, and then loves the content as well. It's just it's absolutely amazing. So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think we're ready to jump into some of my signature questions then for the podcast. <laughs> um, Let's do it. Uh, any favorite books that you have um, that have been helpful for you or books that it's like your go-to? Yeah, I, I, there there are a number of them, but uh, I, I would, there are a couple of, I'm more evangelistic in my approach. And so, uh, you know, what is Reformed Theology was, was a big one for me. I mentioned that that earlier um, th- there are a lot of things uh, right now. I'm kind of walking through this book on, on public prayer by by Samuel Miller. Uh, that's that's been been helpful. I, I'm one of those guys who um, really needs to take the time. It's it's an it's an effort for me to think about the issue of prayer. Uh, and so those kinds of books are are incredibly helpful right now. A lot of my a lot of my reading uh, is is lend itself to whatever I'm researching. Uh, so right now I'm doing a lot of research uh, in, in in culture and, and and the like, and I'm examining that against the lens of of a biblical worldview. So I'm spending a, a lot of time in in both the scriptures and in books that are informing me uh, about those kinds of things. So that's kind of where where my head's at right now. All right, and three things that bring you joy. Three. Oh my gosh, three <laughs> things. Three three things that bring me joy. Uh, my 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 life with my wife. Uh, absolutely uh, bring me absolute joy. Uh, I wish you could. I, I wish you could get to meet her. Uh, you, you, you. I you, met her last uh, at G three, but it was okay, good. Great. Like, Hi, and but I didn't get to talk to her, and she was very sweet. She's always smiling, like she yeah. was just this bubbly, smiley person, like with everyone that will come up to her when yes. she came to the booth. Yeah, yes. very. I tell I tell people that you don't. You don't meet Tamika. You experience her. She's a whole nother level, right? It's a whole nother level. Yes. Uh, so a- absolutely brings me joy. My my children uh, absolutely bring me joy, uh, not in what they do or don't do, but in that God would bless me to have children uh, and and the kind of relationship uh, that, that that I would have uh, with them. I, I kind of I kind of presuppose my, my my walk with God, my relationship with Christ, uh, but but in addition, what I get to do on a day to day basis is 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 an absolute joy. Yeah. And my last question is, you know, about the person that we normally talk about in this podcast, the person that we're pointing through our testimony, which is, which is Jesus Christ, who yes. laid down his life for mm-hmm. us, right, um, to give us eternal life for those who believe in him and confess him as Lord. Um, so why do we need Jesus Christ? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Well, all of us uh, need Christ because of the nature of our sinful condition, the nature of the fact of the reality uh, of the fact that we are totally depraved human beings apart from Christ. Uh, that that we that we desire sin uh, always. Uh, that is our default. Our default nature is one that that leans and lends itself uh, to sin, uh, and that that sin is actually requires a payment. Uh, scripture says it that the wages of sin is is death. Uh, that the full payment, the full payment for the, the work that we've done in the area of sin is our death, our separation from God the Father uh, as a result, and then our uh, in this world, and then in, and then eternally uh, separated from God if we die in that same state in, in that same status. Uh, I tell people often there are only two real uh, races 
in the world. And that is those of us who are in the race of Adam, right? Who are in Adam and, and, and thereby in our sin, uh, born after him. And, and as a result, separated and alienated from, from God or those of us who are in Christ Jesus and are part of the, of the new man that Paul talks about uh, in, in Ephesians chapter two. We, we are part of a new man. We're, we're part of a new body uh, being the body and, and blood of Christ. Uh, we, 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 the way we get from one to the other is through repentance uh, and faith in Jesus Christ, uh, understanding that, that not only are the, are the wages of, of sin death, but our separation from God would be eternal if, if, if we die in that state. Uh, the beauty of, 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 of Romans chapter 6, 23, that, that says the wages of sin is death, but that the free gift of God is eternal life. That's the back half, uh, that the free gift of God is eternal life. And, and that, that's critical. Uh, it's critical to understand. It's critical to know. Uh, and the reason why that's critical for us to think about and know is because uh, we have the opportunity through the finished work of Christ uh, to repent of sin, place our full faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and as a result of that, experience true eternal life. And so we point people to him uh, because of our understanding of where we are, our, our sin nature, our condition. Uh, we point people in that direction because of, of what he has done. Um, and, and because we have indeed been forgiven, we point people uh, in the direction of Christ and him crucified. Amen, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that in such a clear way. And uh, friends, uh, if you want to find the books that we just mentioned uh, from uh, Virgil and Daryl, just make sure to check the links on the description as well as for the G3 conference. Everything will be on the description here. Brother, I'm so grateful for you, your faithfulness and serving mm -hmm. the Lord, our Lord and Savior and to serve the church, to church, uh, not only the local church, but the universal church of Christ, right? So I'm so grateful for just the um, the, the ministry that the Lord has blessed mm -hmm. you with and everything that you guys are doing. And I pray that the Lord continue to, you know, to bless uh, your ministry. And before we go, will you just mind closing us in prayer? Oh man, absolutely. Thank you so much. Father God, we just give you thanks and praise for who you are. We're grateful that your mercies are indeed new every morning. Uh, grateful and thankful for the platforms like these and the opportunity to promote uh, your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your kindness, your faithfulness toward us. We're grateful that for those who will have the opportunity to listen, my, our prayer would be that that even as the as the gospel is proclaimed, that those who don't know you may come to a saving knowledge of you. May you use it to draw men unto yourself. And uh, grateful for my sister, for all that she's doing and uh, in the areas that, that she's involved in. I pray that you bless her and her, her husband, uh, her faithfulness uh, to, 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 to promote you uh, in the ways that she can as well. Uh, use this uh, in every way, shape, and form. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.